Good day everyone! I am LA. Together with my partner, I am Mix. Today we are going to review the basic cashiering and general control procedures. And this review material will help you to regain your knowledge. But before we start, let me ask you first. Do you remember what is POS machine? POS machines handle sales transactions and other business functions. If you operate a retail establishment or other business that handles cash or credit transactions, you probably have cash registers, credit card machines, or point-of-sale machines installed to handle your transactions. Now, let's move forward to the purpose of the hardware of POS machines. Do you remember that? Okay, let us know what the purpose and the hardware of POS machine is. The purpose of POS machine can use for any transactions, such as credit cards or cash. While the hardware of POS machine has many varieties such as barcode scanner, receipt printer, credit and debit scanner. POS machine has optional features such as fingerprint scanner and etc. And that is the purpose and the hardware of POS machine. Now, let's proceed to the advantages and disadvantages between cash registers and the POS machine. Do you remember what is the advantage and disadvantage between cash register and POS machine? And now, let's review about it right now. The advantages of cash registers are that they are very affordable, easy to learn for the employees, long-lasting, and very reliable. But the disadvantages are that the features of cash registers are limited and also the commands of cash registers are for basic sales reporting. While the advantages of POS machines are multifunctional or have more features than cash registers. They can track sales, inventory, and more. Do you understand well now the advantages and disadvantages between cash register and POS machine? And now, let's review about the policies and procedures related to cash handling. Do you remember what the policies and procedures do we have in cash handling? Let us know if what you remembered are as follows. For the step 1, even if your client is nasty and likes to be in a bad mood, show your customer that you are having a good day by smiling and being nice to them. For the step 2, if they say something out of nowhere, you can always listen to and acknowledge their response. In that case, the customer will be back to you again. For the step 3, when you can't handle it, try to call for a backup. It is appropriate to prevent trash service and maintain good service for the customer. For the step 4, stop talking with your co-workers while you are in a service because this is disrespectful to the customer and makes them uncomfortable. And that's the four steps for us to have a good communication with customers. And now, let's proceed for the good cash handling. Do you still remember it from the last discussion? Let us see. The first tip of good cash handling is get to know the basic of your cash system. You must know first on how to enable the manual cash register on the POS machine. For the second tip, count back change. 
you will get to know how to count small bills into the biggest bills. This is the common and correct technique to count the money without errors. For the third tips, keep note of how the customer will be paying. Always take note of the methods of the payment of the customer if the customer will pay in cash or use their debit or credit card. That's the three tips on how to have a good cash handling. And now, the next review will be about the guidelines that you need to be informed in workplace or store. Do you remember these guidelines? Let us start! For the number one, learn how to do things that come up reasonably often, but not every day. It is okay to have mistaken, but in the other day, you must correct the mistakes and if you really don't know that things, you can ask a help with your manager. For the second one, know where to go for more info if something more rare comes up. You should know where to find the guidebook or the manual to give you more information regarding about in-store or in the machines. For the third one, know the store's product well enough to make suggestions and compliments. You must know the store's product in case the customer asks a question about which product you would recommend to them and also to inform them that this product is for non-allergies. And that's the three guidelines on how to be informed in workplace or in-store. Now, let's proceed to another subtopic that talks about on how to control the power stack. Do you remember? What is power stack? Power stack. The power value of a stock is the stated value per share as outlined in the issuing company's charter also called face value because it's the value printed on the face of a band or stock certificate. The par value of a stock represents the minimum amount that must be paid per share. Great, and that's how the par stock used in business. Now, we can proceed in the difference between par stock and non-par stock. The difference between par stock and non-par stock are a par value for a stock is its per share value assigned by the company that issues it and is often set at a very low amount such as 1 cent, while a non-par stock is issued without any designated minimum value. And that's the difference between a par stock and non-par stock. Now, let's proceed in the inventory control. Do you remember what is inventory control? Inventory control, also known as stock control, involves regulating and maximizing your company's inventory, the processes employed to maximize a company's use of inventory. Now, let's proceed to the six processes of inventory control. Do you remember the six processes? The six process of inventory control for the number one process is raw materials availability. There must be enough raw materials inventory on hand to ensure that new jobs are put into the manufacturing process as quickly as possible. But not so much that the company invests excessively in inventory. Next is finished goods availability. A company may be able to charge a higher price for its product if it can reliably ship them to customers at once. Thus, there may be a pricing premium associated with having high levels of finished goods on hand. Next is Work in process. 
This can include things like using production cells to work on sub-assemblies, moving the work area into a smaller location to save inventory transit time, reducing machine setup times to move to new projects, and reducing job sizes. Next is reorder point. There can be a considerable amount of ongoing adjustment to reorder levels to fine-tune these issues. An alternative method is to use a material requirement, planning system to order only enough inventory for expected production levels. Next is Bottleneck Enhancement Inventory control can involve placing an inventory buffer immediately in front of the bottleneck operation, so that the bottleneck can keep running even if there are production failures upstream from it that would otherwise interfere with any inputs that it requires. And lastly, outsourcing. Inventory control may also entail decisions to outsource certain activities to suppliers, thereby shifting the inventory control burden to the suppliers, usually in exchange for a reduced level of profitability. Again, can we repeat the six process of inventory control? First is raw materials availability, finished goods availability, reorder point, and the others are work in process, bottleneck enhancement, and outsourcing. Good job! I hope you remember now the process of inventory control. Okay, very good! Thank you so much for listening and that's the review for the basic cashiering and general control procedures. And I hope this review material will help you to regain your knowledge regarding this lesson. Thank you and see you in our next barista reviews!